the only appraisals that you can use, or actually I'll put it the other way, appraisals you can't use are private sales. Like banks will not use a private sale as a comparable. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Hello, Right Club Nation. This is Danielle Saint-Jean, one of the co-founders. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you a quick question. Have you checked out The Rock yet? What's The Rock? Well, it's the Right Club online community, a place where you can go to find your real estate investing and business answers and network with like-minded people. We have interactive forums, all the podcast episodes, and hours of videos with a wide range of real estate investing, training, and education, and much more. It's free to join, so be sure to come grow with us at therightclub.com. Now, on with the podcast. Right Club community, welcome back. I'm Sarah Larby. I'm here with my co-host, Alfonso Salemi, and uh, you are in for a treat today. I'm super excited for today's podcast episode. But before we get into that, Alfonso, what's new and exciting on your end? Well, hey, we're, uh, we're about halfway through February. I can't believe how quickly 2021 is, uh, is upon us and going through and the constant changes that we're, uh, we're dealing with and, and going through as real estate investors in our own uh, companies and our own lives and uh, how quickly we are able to adapt. So yeah, just getting used to this, this Zoom world constantly all the time. It's not my favorite thing to do, but uh, things are going great. Super, super awesome podcast today with, with Brian. Such a wealth of information. He's been a great friend to the Right Club very early on, uh, right from the beginning. And uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to have him on, share some, uh, share some interesting tips. He's talking about financing, talking about U.S. properties, talking about how potentially you can get a 1.75 rate on a 35-year AM. You're going to want to listen to that. So um, yeah, Sarah, how about you, man? How, what have you been up to? I mean, things are good by the time, like by the time this airs, it'll probably be, you know, a couple months out. Cause we do want to record them in advance. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've purchased a piece of land going to be building a 12 unit residential building on it and refinancing it in a couple years. I'm excited about that. And, uh, also an eight units mixed use building that I'm building. So again, I've, uh, I've partnered with, uh, with an expert in the industry, Harry James, super excited to have him, uh, working on these projects with me. And uh, it's like a, a BBRRR, buy, build, rents, refinance, repeat. So it's like a twist on the burr strategy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We're gonna, you're gonna have to like uh, we're gonna have to get people like standing with letters like you know like in the crowds like B. B R. I love that. That's cool. And you know what? That that's awesome, Sarah. You're you're always leveling up. You're always leveraging up. You're always scaling up and uh, motivating uh, everybody in and around the right club, myself included. And uh, it's all about that. It's all about the people. What are you listening to? What are you absorbing? Not only are you eating, but what's your brain eating? What kind of information? So thank you guys so much for for letting us enter into your earwaves and into your brains and your thoughts uh, with with the podcast. We have so much more on the right club community website as well too. The right club com forums and you know there's marketplace there's so much information all of our recordings of our podcasts our webinars our right experiences they're all there for you to find so make sure you know you, you get on and if you do like this podcast please rate and review it helps us so much to get out there even more and help others out there along their journey to uh to investment and to uh to level leveling up and scaling up so um what do you say sarah let's get right into it let's do it 
Welcome back to the podcast. One of our favorite guests of all time on this show, Mr. Brian Hogben. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for, uh, for joining Sarah and I on another episode of uh, the Right Club podcast. Thanks for having me, Alfonso. Sarah, it's always amazing to see you guys. Amazing to be here and uh, just really honored always to be on the show with you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know what? We have so many topics to unpack and uncover today. Uh, if you guys don't know, Brian is from Mission 35 Mortgages. He's the owner of the brokerage. He's got you know many agents across the province and, and I think across Canada the last time we were talking as well too. Uh, so different mortgages from, from the mortgage side. He's an investor himself. He's been in the game for a long time. And you know the Mission 35, you know, you're going to have to check in with Brian and get onto his, uh, get his info on why it's called Mission 35 mortgages but uh, but just as we were getting on here we were talking about you know all different types of strategies going to the US large apartments different types of financing you know so I, I'm really excited to kind of get packed right in so you know why don't you kind of uh, let us know a little bit about what, what you're currently working on right now what, what you're doing to grow your portfolio and as well as help others grow theirs yeah absolutely thanks Alfonso you know what it's uh, it's an exciting time right now we've seen property values go up year over year, 20, 30, 40%, really depending on what market area you're in, they've gone up tons. And as you know, we're always droning on in people's ears about leverage up, leverage up. I said to myself, you might as well do it yourself, Brian, because you can't just be preaching if you're not doing it, right? So uh, we did a big leverage up with our portfolio this year. Um, uh, we had an apartment building in Hamilton that we bought five years ago. I think it was a really long burr. Okay. I think I'm going to have to enroll in Sarah's course to get me to do it quicker. Okay. But uh, it was a five-year roll and uh, we were able to take out a tremendous amount of equity. And that was a nine unit building. And now we just firmed up actually on a 12 unit building in Hamilton now. So it was uh, absolutely amazing. And it was great to see, you know what? I really uh, like to learn myself before I teach right? Anything else. So I really got to learn a lot about leveraging up an apartment building and purchasing it myself as well, too. So uh, I did that with the same partner. I've got one JV partner that I've been in with for five years now, and uh, we we're able to see that really roll and come full circle. It's actually exciting to see a plan get executed and completed. So we're really, really excited about that right now. That, that's really cool. I mean, and you know, I preach this all the time is who you have on your team of experts. Hopefully they're investors themselves, because if they're going to give you advice on how to scale and how to do certain things, you know, yes, of course, you know, as a mortgage broker, you, you, you learn this kind of stuff, but there is nothing like actually doing it and living it and breathing it yourself. And then being able to also share that experience with others. And, uh, and I think that is amazing. So congratulations. You know, you are one of the top mortgage brokers and, and it's interesting that actually you were in Canada that Alfonso mentioned that, like where, where else other than Ontario are you guys? Well, you know what I like to, we're, we're excited. We're getting licensed right now in Alberta and BC. Nice. So our license is in and uh, hopefully they don't find any of those crazy lawsuits. Just kidding. Okay. But uh, we should end up going through in BC and Alberta. So we're, we're really, really excited about that. And we've got some partnerships out there that we're working with as well with a debt settlement company to uh, really help us leverage out in those areas. So we're, we're super pumped. And, uh, you know, just with the way the world is now in 2021, it's a lot easier than ever to do business nationally than it ever was before. Right. So yeah, that yeah. was something that we really had to expand just with our brokers to make sure that we could serve the needs of the people uh, across the country as well, too. 
Amazing. And I do want to ask you a question, uh, you know, about what you said with the going and you're, you're going into a 12 unit or nine unit and, and financing from that standpoint, uh, you know, me, my, for, for myself, I'm building a 12 unit uh, residential, uh, well, it's considered commercial residential property that's going to be ready in two years. Um, but I'd be curious because there's lots of people going into multifamily. What are some of the things that we should be aware of, you know, for 2021 onwards about financing uh, larger or medium-sized multifamily buildings? Awesome. So one of the biggest learning curves I found was, so, and I think, uh, you know, when you're getting into, uh, you know, the 9, 12, 20, 30 unit buildings, the due diligence clause, uh, I thought I was being smart. And I said, okay, I need 45, 60 days for my due diligence, appraisal takes longer, so on and so forth, Right. Um, and then I thought, okay, once my due diligence is settled, I'll just close two weeks later <laughs> or three weeks later. So what I learned was if you want to go through CMHC right now, so Canon Mortgage and Housing, for those listeners that don't know, they actually started their portfolio with multi-family homes before they got into mortgage default insurance on the residential side. They do phenomenal. I actually had on the table an approval for, oh, Sarah, you're going to love this. Are you sitting down? Okay. We had an approval for 1.75% on our 12 unit building with a 35 year amortization. That is great. And That's I really good. And I'm a mortgage broker. I, I said, are you, can you do this? What did I just go back in time? Because 35 years are not allowed, right? But with the multifamily, like when you get into that, usually two million and above bracket, they are all about cheap rates and 35 years now there was an exorbitant fee on it, right? But I know we have the same philosophy that I'd rather have cheaper rates for cash flow and pay points on my mortgage to you know, help me weather my uh, renovations and growth on there. Especially now, the for big... longer, longer term holds, right? The, the points are, are gonna be minimal in comparison to the rates. Now, I, and, I, and I do want you to continue your thoughts, but are, are 40 years a thing or do the, does it stop at 35 years at this point in time? It stops at, yeah, great question. It stops at 35 years right now. Um, and that is an exception to get approved at 35 years. A lot of times it's 30. The big knowing was because uh, I was excited to get that mortgage, but I couldn't get that mortgage. And the reason being is because I thought, you know, sometimes our residential financing took a little bit of time. Do you guys want to wager how long CMHC takes to underwrite a file right now? Six months. For a multifamily, $2 million property. Like how long you sit in the queue for right now in 2021? I, I, I'm going to guess six months. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm going to be, I'm going to say, I don't know, three months. Sarah, you won the car. Yes. I don't totally. know if that's yes. something to be excited about though. No, <laughs> you're right. It's not at all. It's just terrible, right? But it's like, it's it's six months. So really, um. I couldn't, I couldn't take that loan because there just wasn't an opportunity to take it. Now there is, ironically enough, the lender that we were going through, they would do a pre-underwrite under what they perceive as a CMHC guideline for those big multifamily homes. And if they think you'll be approved, they'll actually bridge finance it. Okay, so they'll bridge finance it at 5% until CMHC goes through the, but I just not being completely comfortable with it. I. Um, resorted to my favorite local credit union who did a great job and we did a three and a quarter percent rate right which is higher a little bit higher than I wanted my 1.75 I was like oh man Christmas came early on that one but now I know what to do in order to get that one right so now 
there's a little bit of work to do. We had some vacancies. Now CMHC, they, they do something that's really smart, but a little tricky as well too. My loan to value that they were gonna finance was about 65% of the value. But because as we know, cap rates are pretty low right now, they call that 85% of the value. <laughs> So Wait, what ends hang up? On, hang on. So what are you saying that they loaned at eighty five percent loan to value? No. Oh. Because, and you guys may have seen this. I'm sure you're getting appraisals that are lower than what the actual purchase price is, right? And a lot of times the appraisals are coming in lower on these, you know, 10, 20, 30 unit buildings because the the idea is that rents are going to be increased over time, right? So the appraisal. Let's say, for example. The appraisal, the purchase price uh, is 2.7 million, let's say. CMHC might appraise it for say 2.1 or 2.2, but then appraise that at 85% of the value of 2.1 or 2.2. Does that make sense? So it still, it still works out and it's a great, I find that CMHC for those of you uh, on the call or listening, looking to get into multifamily, the big units, CMHC is a great option to get refinanced out into. Do your purchase with private VTB credit union money because they put you under a microscope, like an absolute microscope to get that money. Like when we say the cheapest money is the hardest to get, like CMHC, I think all their underwriters have t-shirts that say you're not getting past me, right? Like it's very, very difficult. So um, not impossible, right? But I think it's for the savvy investor, like the people on this call that are willing to do the work, you need your building inspection reports, you're gonna, you're gonna need the electrical reports, like you're not, you're not getting around anything like you may in credit union trust company, those sort of B lender financing where sometimes they can look the other way on certain things. You're just, that's not gonna happen. It's gotta be 100% legal, legit uh, ducks in order with that type yeah. of financing. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton, and Brantford areas, and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist. That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value. Absolutely, and they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls and everywhere in between. They handle everything from permitting and design to final cleaning before you list your rentals. And they also have fully licensed electrical contractors certified with the ESA and take jobs of all sizes. Make sure to check them out at blackjackcontractinginc.ca and also follow them on social media at blackjackcontractinginc. And they say investing can sometimes feel like the biggest gamble of your life, but when you have blackjack on your side, the house always wins. So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show. And see, and that's, that's so crucial. Having someone on your team that's actually walked that path, you know, jump through those hoops. Like sounds like almost rings of fire six months. Like, I don't know who, who's going to hold, like, it's tough. I know with the multifamily, you know, there's longer timelines and, and, you know, there's more custom to those, but still six months, you know, that's a hard school to pull up. Uh, 
hard swill, hard pill. It is a hard swill to follow for sure. Yeah, it is a hard swill to follow. That's right. Hashtag that, you know, that that's a hard pill to swallow, right? When, when, if you're a seller and you want to find, and you want to get, you know, your building sold, obviously maximizing what the, the, the purchase prices are in the market today. Um, the six month is a longer time frame, but having someone on your team that's walked through the past, knowing what it takes, those are the things that you can prepare for in advance so that you can refi and go get that. You know what? That's a juicy rate, man. 170, 1.75, that, that's premium. But again, you're jumping through the hoops and, and listen, 3.25, let's be honest, that's, that's not terrible either. Right. And that's with, with your, with your, with your, uh, your credit union and, you know, doing that due diligence and maximizing it really, it really reassures, you know, number one, it's, it's reassuring for the lenders, but it's really reassuring your own process on how you're going to be able to maximize profit, make this financially viable. And not just like, well, I'll, I'll buy it, I'll rent it and we'll see how it goes, right? This is not like a, you know, a hope and pray kind of game, right? Knowing those types of things. And, and yeah, you walking through it yourself. So one, one thing I wanted to pick up on, you know, we talked about appraisals and I remember in the heat of like 2017, like, you know, that crazy market in 2017 where, you know, it seemed like things were appreciating like 15% a day, you know, in some markets, right? And we've, we've almost gotten to those levels you know, I know in Hamilton, you know, over the last year, it's 20 something, 20 some odd percent increase, right? In purchase prices. Is there any issues with, okay, I'm looking at this building and there's recent ones that you know have sold, but they haven't closed yet because maybe there's longer closing dates, the appraisals, and that could be both. That could be the large multi or even some smaller multifamilies, um, the appraisals that because they're selling for so high, but they haven't actually closed yet or those closing dates are 60 days, 90 days in advance, that the the the, uh, the lenders are having a hard time saying no, we can't appraise it for that because they use comps, right? Yeah, that's a great question. That's uh, that's coming up more and more. Like we saw one, uh, you know, in a, a less desirable pocket in Hamilton, we shall say, right? Sell for in the high seven hundreds, and this was like jaw dropping, right? So, and naturally, the appraisal didn't come in because. The only appraisals that you can use, or actually I'll put it the other way, appraisals you can't use are private sales. Like banks will not use a private sale as a comparable. They won't use one that's not closed yet. Do you know what I mean? Like one that if it's sold conditional, but not closed, like you said, they won't use it as comparable. And then they won't use it if it's within, or if it's post six months as well. So what you're finding now is you've got a lot, like you said, of 60, 90 day uh, closings with inflated values that appraisers can't use as comparable. So uh, what we've done is we've seen a couple of deals go from where they thought were going to be conventional low ratio mortgages. Luckily, they were purchases. They now got converted to high ratio mortgages. So what that means is, you know, uh, if someone was buying for 500,000 for simple math and going to put down 100, that would be a low ratio, no CMHC mortgage for 400,000. But let's see, the appraisal came in at 450 right? They would then have to put down 20% of 450 in addition to the other 50 to make it a low ratio mortgage. Okay. So there are some workarounds with that, but we've actually come across um, a great opportunity for your investors on the call for first time investors. Cause there are a lot of people I think we can agree that are missing out on deals, right? You're in bidding wars. What's happening a lot now with our partners, we've got a great partnership with Remax and we've been teaching all our realtor partners this going in with a heavy, heavy, heavy deposit. Because what's happening now is there is concern. Realtors are putting concerns into their vendors saying, hey, listen, Brian just came in 100K over ask, but his deposit's only 20K. 
and he's closing in 60 days. I know he said he's cash, but I don't, I don't know. I've seen Brian. I don't think he is cash, right? So now what they're saying is, well, you know what? Sarah came in. She's 20K less, but she's got a $100,000 deposit. The chance of her not closing is a lot slimmer. And, you, and if she does and her appraisal doesn't come in, guess what? You got that $100,000 deposit now because she came in cash. So I think it's a really great opportunity right now with those appraisals coming in less for those of us that are missing out on offers because a lot of us are, massive competition. Up that deposit to, I think it's more important than ever right now to have a really, really high deposit on something and even have a picture of the draft with it. Like it's right there because what a lot of other, what a lot of people don't realize is that if you don't hand in your deposit within 20, you have 24 to 48 hours to hand in that deposit that doesn't get handed in, you're going back to that offer board again, right? So. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, Right Club Nation. I just wanted to take a moment and introduce you to today's podcast sponsor, privatebuyers.ca. On your team of experts, you're going to want to make sure that you have a great wholesaler that's going to bring you some great deals off market. So most real estate investors, they're struggling to find their next deal private buyers they help investors by bringing them some off-market opportunities at under market value so that they can make more money these discounted real estate deals are not on the mls they've been found by privatebuyers.ca who will then send them to your inbox and they're also going to focus on your criteria and your goals and send you some tailored deals that match your needs it's just really simple guys just go to privatebuyers.ca fill out the form and start getting and seeing some available off-market opportunities privatebuyers.ca now back to the podcast and now back to the show yeah absolutely i mean the, essentially the contract is void if if you if, i think it's 24 hours right that the timeline that they have to have that uh at least sent with proof uh to the seller's agent or, or wherever you're sending it to so otherwise the contract is null and void um so you, you bring up a good point so obviously, you know, there's, there's some good, there's some, there's some bad, like, what do you think is going to be, you know, happening with the financing industry in the next year, year and a half? Like what, you know, what are you seeing coming down the, the pipes and, in, in, uh, in conversation with, uh, with the banks and, and others? Well, the good news is, is I don't see them restricting lending anymore. <laughs> okay. So, which is nice, right? I don't see them sort of putting that on a halt. Um, you know, the banks have had record years in, in 2020 and 2021. They're having record breaking years. So I think it's good. The banks are happy to lend out money at these low interest rates. Banks don't want to have any money sitting in their reserves. So I think it's going to be a great opportunity for, you know, Right Club Nation for investors right now to borrow that cheap money. On the flip side of it, it's not easy to get it still, right? Because they're asking more questions than ever. Like, have you been affected by job loss? If you were, how were you affected? So, you know, it's a double-edged sword because what I, what I keep telling people about that, which I'm really excited about, is, you know, a lot of people talk about a bubble every once in a while or this bubble, right? Like, personally, that's just something my daughter blows in the backyard with, like, with her bubble blower. That's it. That's the only bubble I know. But the reality is, is that, it has never been harder to get a mortgage right now. So the people who are getting mortgages right now can afford them. You know, you are stress tested at 4.75% right now getting rates under two. That means rates have to double. Even if you're getting a trust company credit union B lender deal, they're still stress tested at sometimes five or 6%. So the people borrowing money right now, 
are very capable of paying it back. So I'm really excited. That's why I leveraged up a ton this year because I was like, this is the time because asset values are going up. Money is worthless in the bank right now. So real assets are worth a lot. So I continue to see banks pumping out money. They're not going to make it easier, but they're not going to make it harder than it is right now. So people in the right club nation and people like ourselves need to continue to invest because that's, I think, one of the best things that we could be doing right now. Everybody always needs a place to live, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you you got it. And and that's the the, the case in point. And and actually, I just want to share a quick personal story. And Brian doesn't even know this is that I'm actually working with uh, Brian's brother, Craig, on some personal financing for for a property that I'm looking to buy myself for my own personal residence, right? So, you know, I'm going, and and I've known Craig and and Brian for a long time now, and we've gone back and forth. And yeah, they they know me, we're we're buddies, we're all that kind of stuff. And it's like that checklist of items. And, uh, you know, sometimes I get get numb to it a little bit because with our clients and our tenant buyers, we're always sending them a list. Okay, we need this, current letters, current, you know, income, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, for me, it was just like, oh yeah, send it off, they'll get it all in. And then now I'm going through it myself and I'm like, oh my gosh. And you can't see outside of the screen right now, but I have files from like all around and, you know, uh, like, you know, luckily I have filing cabinets. They're all empty for waiting for these files, but it it is so true. What Brian is saying about, you know, it's getting harder to qualify or not harder to get though. It's harder to get the money. If you can qualify, it's like, boom, the floodgates are open. How much would you like? We know what denomination, right? Like that, that kind of stuff. So getting that stuff prepared, having it constantly ready. And, and I know Sarah, this is something that we share in common as well too, like the bookkeeping aspect of it and all the numbers and that it's not everybody's favorite thing to do but having that prepared so that when you're going to work with brian or craig or somebody from mission 35 you're going to say here you go here's from here's my uh my mortgage statements for the properties here's and, and, and really starting from scratch and having a good template i swear i might get a tattoo on my inner arm and it's just probably going to get longer as you know as investing goes through the years but of all the requirements that you need getting that prepared having that ready makes it easier so that when they're presenting it to the a lender the b lender the credit unions the, the plethora of options that you have those are ready to go and you're able to act on that and in a competitive market you need to know that you can't be i may i may not because someone's not going to deal with i may or may not they want people that can close to buy their properties yeah you know what it's sorry sorry go ahead no, I was going to say, I think that's the beauty of working with you, Brian, and and other mortgage brokers, because once you have the data and you have the file and we want to buy something else, like, it's not like we're sending you everything all over again, like we would with a bank. It's okay. Here's the, like two or three things out of the 50 that I need. And and like, like Alfonso, like I, I hate paperwork with a passion, like, like, you know, anything that I can do to delegate that piece. I've hired a bookkeeper. He is great, but he can communicate with my mortgage broker and, you know, he has everything like, that's how I like to do it. Everyone's got a different personality, but the fact that you don't have to do it every single year, all the same stuff again, I think is huge. And that is a, like, for me, that's a huge piece of like, why I would, you know, there's lots of reasons, but why I would want to work with a mortgage broker so they can file all my stuff and have it, you know, at their fingertips when needed. Yeah. I think it's, you know what, and, and I went through this when we were refinancing our building, like we were able to get our nine unit before we went to our 12. And I, you touched on it, Sarah and Alfonso, having a bookkeeper, having someone like my strengths are not paperwork either. Like, oh my God, I'm going to like put me in the ground before I have to do paperwork, right? But having a bookkeeper, because when you start getting into the bigger deals and that too, like 
they want to see every single rent going in. And if a rent was late, why was it late? What happened in March of 2020? I want to see where did tenant number 11's rent go? Like you need to have absolutely everything really, really documented well. And if it's not your strength or um, like you say, delegate it, get a great bookkeeper to do that because lenders are looking at that. They're scrutinizing things more than ever, right? But like Alfonso said, you pass the paperwork minutia test, you get cheap money, lots of it. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I do want to ask you a question and I know you, you kind of mentioned it and, you know, I, I figured next time I would talk to you, I would ask you, but there's, you know, there's obviously the A lenders, there's the B lenders, there's the private money. And I, I think credit unions aren't discussed that much, but they provide a great opportunity. And, you know, speaking to a lot of investors that, um, you know, don't have a T4 income anymore and they have large portfolios, you know, it sounds like some of the credit unions are like, are really good. Now, I know they're not made equally, but can you, can you give us an overview of like when somebody might work with a credit union and why, and like just some of the benefits that they can offer uh, in comparison to, to others? Yeah, it's a great, great point. You know what? I, I love credit unions. And I think one of the benefits to working with, you know, Mission 35, of course, or another really good mortgage broker is that they will have they will access their local credit unions. Now, they're not uh, a traditional lender that would show up on their Phylogix Velocity, like that's our technology platform. They're uh, like, we have a couple in Hamilton that we literally had to go bang on the door and say, hi, I'm Brian, I'm a mortgage broker. Will you accept business from us? And the benefit to some of those relationships is that like banks are what we call balance sheet lenders, right? So they're taking in Sarah's deposit of a million dollars, paying her 0.01% and then lending it out to Afonso for 2% and they make the hedge on it, right? So Sarah, you got to take your money out of there. No, I'm kidding. But anyways, exactly. so, then, so then the credit unions, they do it a lot. They're very, very similar in the sense that they, except they have members, not customers. I love that customer service thing. They have members. Right. So what they do, but they're not as large. So they're actually able to make decisions in house. Right. So because they know Brian, they know our brokerage, let's say they're able to make a little bit different decision based on our reputation. Right. And they'll end up saying, oh, OK, uh, Alfonso's buying his fourth property in a hold co. Great. You know what? We understand he's got self-employed income and it's a little bit lower. We're still going to give him an A rate on the residential side because we understand what's going on. Right. So a credit union, I, I almost it's like jumping into that time machine again and going back in time. They actually look at it instead of having it go through an automated process at the bank where it's just like they're just ticking and bopping. The credit union will actually stop, look at it like Effort Trust, for example. They're a local lender in Hamilton that you guys know. They're not a credit union, but they still have a credit committee, which is amazing. And so it's kind of like a credit committee where they'll go to committee and say, hey, Brian's buying this property or Sarah's buying this property. What do we think about the merits of this? And you've got three or four, you know, big credit brains looking at it instead of just one decision maker in a ivory tower somewhere before like the banks do. So I really like that, that benefit from the credit union. And that's why we actually, we do quite a bit of business with them as well too. Do you think though, because I find credit unions aren't always, I mean, you know, obviously you work with credit unions and, and some of the top mortgage brokers, I, I think will use, and utilize and work with credit unions, but it, it feels like they're not as well positioned potentially versus like trust companies. And it sounds like it's 
maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from what you're saying, you had to knock on those doors. You had to build the relationships with them individually because they're all separated from each other. So it's not like you have, you know, here are all the credit unions that work with, with mortgage brokers. Like you actually have to do that, that legwork yourself in order to bring those opportunities to your investors. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, like, cause I think there's the big credit unions that we know, like the Meridian credit unions of the world, right? Like they're big and they deal with mortgage brokers, but there's, there's smaller ones, for example, like we had one, which I'm quite proud of. We lent out all their money. They had $7 million and then we lent it all out. And they said, Brian, we just, thank you so much. We can't do any more business. You lent out all their money. I was like, can I, can I get a testimonial from that? I really like that. So, but it's just, they're just smaller. Right. And I think it's just, it's kind of like having, you know, uh, Alfonso's burgers and fries, right? Versus a McDonald's, right? Alfonso's burgers and fries is going to have a different experience and they can only serve so many burgers and fries, right? Whereas McDonald's has a limitless, you know, supply chain management where they can serve out billions of burgers. Alfonso can close his doors at six o'clock and say, I'm out of beef. Like, come back tomorrow. I'm out of beef. You know what? Yeah. So I think that's, that's that smaller credit union if uh, if I'm on point with my analogy there. So yeah, I, I love it. I, I love that. And you know what? And I'll and I'll biggie size the fries on those too, right? But the the the, the thing and it makes hearing that honestly, and I'm just this is just a personal standpoint, makes me feel so good because I think we get lost in so much of with the technology, vasting it out here. Let's pump it out on Facebook, let's do Instagram, okay, brrr, synthesize it, look at it, and really that human contact. Is, is, is really less and less. Like, again, whoever, when you're listening to this podcast, we've recorded this, you know, mid-February, you're listening to this, it's probably April, May, maybe even afterwards, after recorded, there, that, that time frame. there's so much information constantly thrown at us every day, right? It, we have to stop and think about the relationships. We can't do business with everybody, right? We'd love to, that's the idea, but who can you service the best, right? And, and that's that whole focus of, you know, get to the, get to the people that you want to, let, let Brian and his team do the legwork of finding those credit unions that are open to, to more, to, to open to mortgages, to lending out, and then work with Brian and his team. And then he says, hey, this sounds like something that I've heard of. And it reduces that time frame so much. And that's what it's, that's what's really about having a good team, mentors, people that are on your side that are helping you, that have gone down the that path so that you don't have to go and knock on all the credit union doors because Brian and the Mission 35 team already has and said, no, you know what, stay away from that one because we know that's not going to work or we love these three because, you know, this is what we do. And that one ran out of money because we gave out all their, or we, we lent out all their money, right? And having that balance and really working on those relationships, I think, you know, we talk about this all the time going virtual. It's been able to slow things down, that commute time, you know, being able to kind of go from one meeting to a next in a Zoom room. You know, you, you, sometimes we don't have that time to think, but really making those personal connections, understanding what you're really doing. Because if you're focusing and saying, well, I might buy a duplex, I might buy a 30 unit building. Uh, that's two completely different things, right? And and that's just two, two really extreme examples. So th that's amazing that that's available uh, and you have that access to that when, when, when possible and obviously when it makes sense, right? Um, I want to shift just a little bit because it is mid-February and right now they're calling for like, I don't know, like a bazillion centimeters of snow in the next 24 hours. It's always, it's like, it's going to snow or it just snowed. It feels like that in Canada in the wintertime, right? So that's the news cycle. But you were talking about a Florida property. Everybody take a deep breath. Florida property. Think about that, right? Ah, 
right? That's amazing. Palm trees, nice beaches. So give us a little info on that. How, how was that experience? And yeah, what, what are you doing out in the U.S. with Florida properties? Well, you know what? I, I'm a big believer in diversification and I love to learn. And I think uh, one of the things that um, during, you know, all this uh, new, new world and whatever we've been dealing with, I thought, hey, I can really work from anywhere, right? And my wife does not like winter at all. She really doesn't. We've typically been on at least three trips already by this time in the season to go somewhere warm and we haven't done any, right? So to make sure that this didn't happen again, we decided to uh, invest and we purchased a new construction home down in Florida, in Southern Florida. So, and it's just a world of knowledge. So I'm the type of guy that if I'm going to learn something, I like to do it. Right. And it's it's interesting because, well, number one, I think maybe Mission 35 could have a spot in a sunny state. You know, I really, really do. OK, because it's not as easy to navigate. You know, I first go through Google and say, how do I get a loan down there? The two companies that do it here, are RBC and TD. Right. And, you know, that was an experience. OK, <laughs> learning about it. But it's actually fairly simple. It'd be no different than having a B loan down there. A Canadian can get what's called a foreign national loan with 20 to 25% down in the States. And you're looking at a rate of about 5%, right? So when you look at things in the grand scheme of things, okay, 5% is a lot higher than two or three, but what's your cash flow, right? It all comes down to your cash flow. I know Sarah is, you know, my mindset too. I like to I like to invest where I can vacation and rent out as well too, right? So that's the same reason why we get a cottage, right? So we can invest and live and have fun. So I figured, why not try that in Florida? And then I started to learn about it. Like the cash flow can give me a free property down there, right? Because reality is I'll probably go down there for 30 days out of the month. And to take your 20 to 25% diversify now, because now, you know what? All my other holdings are in Canada. A lot of us were investing in Canada, right? to invest in the States now, it's our neighbor, you know, if they hiccup, we're going to smell it. You know what I mean? That's a terrible analogy. I'm not using that again. <laughs> anyway, right. But you get the idea, right? They, it was, they catch a cold, we catch a sneeze or something, but it's kind of like, it's we very catch a cold. I think that's what it is. How's it go? If they sneeze, if they sneeze, we catch a cold. It's much more <laughs> elegant. Than what <laughs> but we're all, but we're all wearing masks. We're all wearing masks. We're all safe. We're okay. <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> Cool. We'll edit that, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, um, no, but it, it, I mean, it's great. It's it's a great way a to diversify, like you said. But b, you know, like February really sucks. Like January, February, March. <laughs> like if you can take a whole thirty days and go down there, and then you're renting out the rest of it, and you're covering all your costs, and you're potentially writing off the cost of even flying there for a portion because you're checking on your investment property. I mean, there's tons of great. Again, I'm not an accountant, so check with your accountant. Um, but there's tons of, of great reasons to do it. I mean, you know, again, it's drivable, so you don't have to necessarily always fly. You can potentially, you know, a cash flow uh, appreciation down the road. You get your mortgage pay down. Why not? Well, I, I've always been of the mindset, get your retirement home now, right? And even yeah. if it's not your retirement home, Get into the market where you want your retirement home to be, because if I'm not, if that house isn't the one that I want to be at, but let's say I like Florida or maybe Miami, or I want to go somewhere around there, at least I'm in the market and building up equity in the same destination that I want to be. The same with cottage country, right? If you didn't buy your dream cottage, at least you're in the market, 
Like how much have cottages gone up in the past 12 months? Oh my I God. I want to say at least, so mine, mine has gone up. So we bought it in 2018 for 485. It's about 860 now. What, uh, it's just insane. Insane. I mean, we, we put, we put 70-ish K into it, but still, <laughs> it's still nuts. Yeah, this year alone, I think it went up like, a, you know, over a hundred grand. And I think that's just to the point, right? Whether that's your forever cottage or not, or one you just leverage and take out more money and buy another one, you're in the market, right? And I, I took so long to get my cottage and it took, like I saw it just appreciating in front of my eyes, right? Like I was miss, not like missing out on that appreciation in front of my eyes. And I said, I just got to get in, right? And so I took that same mindset into Florida. It's like, just get in. It doesn't have to be my dream place or the place where I'm going to be forever, but it's going to learn, I'm going to learn, I'm going to get knowledge from it. And then I'm going to build equity because it's real estate. The mortgage is going to go down. I'm going to get some appreciation. So. I love it. That, that is awesome. And you're pretty close to Cape Canaveral too, right? Cause that's where the mission rocket is going to get launched one day, right? We'll let Elon get there touchdown first. So it's all safe. And then, yeah. then we're jumping on the mission 35 rocket to, uh, to space, uh, right, very close. <laughs> I love have to it. throw that in. I love, I love it. it. I love it. So, but uh, no, that, that's amazing. So many, so many good things. Uh, like you said, getting in the market earlier, whether it's your cottages or us property, that passion, I love that thing. I wrote that down, get your retirement home now. Uh, um, and, and get into the market that you that you want to eventually live in long term. And yeah, like Sarah said, you know what? That, that's I think why they put Valentine's Day in February to make everybody love it because it's so cold or uh, I don't know why. But anyway, so uh, you know what, Brian? We've gotten to the part of the podcast where it's going to be our lightning round. So uh, are you? I think we've done the lightning round with you already. So maybe sometimes questions, answers they change. But uh, are you ready for the lightning? Round? I'm ready. I'm ready. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. All right, Brian, here we go. Question number one, what is the best advice that you have ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Probably be uh, progress over perfection. Move forward, just move forward. You know, I've had a manager say that before and it was actually through work, but it was just move forward. The sooner that you can focus and face the problem, the sooner the solution comes. So just focus on the, not focus on the problem, but just like deal with it. Whatever's in front of you, deal with it and move on to the next one. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's only as bad as you think it is until you stop thinking about it. So just move on to the next one. Love it. Love it. Great advice. Great advice. So, you know, besides yourself and jumping full on in and being, being the resource and learning about all the, you know, us and, and multi-unit, what is your favorite resource for real estate investing? And that could be anything, a book, a training, a person, an event. What, what's, what's your biggest or favorite resource? I should say. Honestly, I love YouTube. Like I, I go on YouTube and I end up like when I work out in the morning, I'm like religious 6 30 AM I'm on my elliptical and 
doing that. And it's just like, whatever I'm thinking about, I'll type it in and I'll watch it. You know, if I'm, you know, thinking about multifamily, watch it. If I'm thinking about cash flow, I'll watch it. And it's just, there's always a nugget in everything that you watch and learn. There's always a nugget. And I think it's like, you know, the moment you think, you know, everything is when you're dead, like, or when you're going to start declining, because I've even felt myself getting that mindset, like, Ooh, I know that I know that. But the reality is, is you, there's, there's way more that you don't know than you do know. So, and YouTube's great for that. It's nice. It's easy. And it's just, sometimes I don't even know what I'm looking to learn, but I'll just type something in and play it for 20 minutes. Right. And just seek to grab something out of it. That's great. And, and things change all the time, right? New rules, new regulations, new information. So even if you're an expert in one field, you know, in a year, lots of things change, uh, even from a real estate perspective. So um, awesome. Number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? I'm going to say my stupidity, probably. <laughs> so just like, <laughs> Uh, well, I would say that, uh, you know, jokingly, but in the sense that like, I don't, I'll, I'll take immediate actions on things, no matter what it is. I'm, I'm really, really good at taking an action that will cause another action, right? Like, um, you know, whatever it is, if I think that like Florida, okay, send an email to a realtor, right? Get them to send something back to me. Like anything that I cause action that will create a reaction will create forward momentum for me. And I think for my success in real estate and the business is just always doing something immediately. Like I, uh, we, we did an event. You guys were a part of it when we had a, um, a Josh Altman down, like a real estate guy from uh, LA once. And it started just for me and my wife having a glass of wine, watching that show being like, we should bring that guy here. I'm like, yeah, we should. So I sent him an email. I Googled him and sent him an email. Right. And it's just like, it starts by as crazy as your idea is, just do something in that moment immediately that will cause a reaction to create forward momentum. So yeah. that's what it is for me. Yeah. I love that. That, that, and that was an awesome event. That was like a red carpet, like full on event. And that's kind of cool from just having a glass of wine, watching the show that turned into that, that amazing event that, you know, there was professionals from across the industry, like top players, like, you know, it was, it was a great, great event. So there you go. Take, take that action and, and get involved. I love that. And, and, uh, and you are so humble too. That, that, that's the other part. I want to make sure that you put that in there too. You, you are, you are a humble dude, man. Um, all right. So last question of the lightning round. And, uh, the question is what do you typically do on a Sunday morning? And it's not jogging around in an Elmo suit, but what's your typical Sunday morning look like? <laughs> Uh, so I, I, a typical Sunday morning is I wake up to mom, dad, mom, dad, I have to pee. I got a four-year-old that just like is like a rooster. So she gets up and then I'll make her eggs or pancakes or something in the morning. And then we go for a little hike. I've got little stairs by my house. And whether it's freezing cold or whether it's warm or whatever we do, we grab bites eat. And then we go up and I try to, because she gets up at 530 she's not she gets up at 5 30 and i try to like we try to catch the sunrise we try to catch the sunrise at the top overlooking uh, the escarpment there i'll bring some hot chocolate and some goldfish you know if you haven't tried goldfish highly recommend them they're amazing nutritious snack good for any occasion um and do that you know and it's like uh it's just such a wicked start and it's sundays 
always my family day. Like it's uh, and real estate investment has been able to help us do that is Sunday is always my family day. And it's uh, with Lila in the morning. Best That's part of awesome. my week. That's awesome. Yeah. So it sounds fun. And there's probably not a lot of people up that early on a Sunday morning. So you get the, basically the place to yourself in the silence. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a little, yeah, it's true. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Brian, where can our right club community reach out and uh, know more about you? Uh, you can uh, call us at the office 905-574-5255 mission 35 mortgages. Just Google us. Check out our reviews, uh, find us on Instagram at Mission 35 Mortgages or on Facebook, and uh, just send us a message. We're dying to help. We care. We, we want to help any way we can get you to where you want to go. So, Yeah, for sure, Brian. And, and thank you for being so generous with your time. If you haven't, Brian has been in another Right Club podcast. He's been on several of our right experiences in our webinars. So get onto the, to the, uh, the rightclub.com. Look for Brian. He's so much information and, and reach out. Brian, any last words of advice or tips that you want to share with the, the Right Club community? Yeah, just, you know what, keep listening to the Right Club, like no matter what, like and uh, Alfonso, Sarah, I hold my uh, hand up to you guys. You guys did a wicked job of pivoting. You know what, when you guys had your events, which I missed to give you a hug, Alfonso and Sarah, you know, but when you guys change and I think it's a testament to what real estate investors have to do. You never know what you're going to face. But to have your AA meeting, like your right club meeting, um, it fuels you up and it keeps you going because there is, it, and there's a tremendous amount of shit out there today in the news and in the world that what you guys provide for people is very refreshing from a mental state. But in addition, it provides hope. You know what? It provides hope for a future and in a future where sometimes people don't see it. So really like stay connected to this stuff. And if you start to think, you know, everything, just punch yourself in the face. Cause you don't, you know, and go to another meeting and go to another one. So thank you guys for, you know, having me and also uh, creating this forum for people because it truly is truly is a blessing for people. So good amazing. Job. Brian, thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for your continued support and guys reach out to Brian, his team and, uh, and Brian, they are amazing. And uh, it's all about scaling up as real estate investors. So you got to do it smartly. Thanks, Brian. Thanks guys. Thanks again. Awesome guys. What a great podcast. What a great interview. Brian is always, always uh, so generous with his time, his information and sharing his personal own experiences, like so many of you in the right club community. So we really want to hear from you. If you like this podcast, please rate, review it, help us get in front of uh, the eyeballs and ears of so many others uh, in, uh, in their journey in real estate investing. And make sure you do visit the rightclub.com for everything that you need along the way. So Sarah, I think that's it. Right club nation, Alfonso, what do we say? Come grow with us. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.